the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Powered by JTR Roofing. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jason Walker. Texas and the Southern Plains getting hammered with a major winter storm that has cut power to tens of thousands, making for dangerous travel conditions. The National Weather Service says it's rare for Texas to get this kind of weather, and President Biden declared a state of emergency there. Significant ice and up to 12 inches of snow are forecast across parts of the Southern Plains. Correspondent Julie Walker reporting. Some good news in the battle against COVID-19. Average daily new virus cases in the U.S. dipping below 100,000 for the first time in some six months. Trouble for New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. He is facing growing allegations now that he covered up the true death toll of COVID-19 concerning nursing home residents. State lawmakers calling for investigation. Some even calling for his resignation. Also at townhall.com, Republicans divided on how to deal with former President Trump as he plots a political comeback. White House correspondent Greg Clugston. After his second impeachment trial acquittal, Trump is making plans to reassert his political power. In a weekend statement, he offered few clues about his plans, but told his supporters their movement has only just begun. The former president remains popular among the GOP base, but many Republican officials are divided. Senator Lindsey Graham sees Trump as the party leader, while Maryland Governor Larry Hogan wants to see the GOP make a clean break from Trump. Greg Clugston, Washington. AAA says this week's average gas price, two fifty. That's a three-cent bump over last week and 18 cents more than last month. The most expensive gas in California, three forty-seven a gallon. You'll find the lowest in Mississippi at two sixteen. More on these stories at townhall.com. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Mill Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. In the KingdomBuilders.com studios on this President's Day, I'm Lee Michaels. Stick around for Like It Matters Radio coming up next. Of course, Valentine's Day over, but doesn't mean you still couldn't win $500 in our cash for couples contest. Runs through the end of the month, basically, and you can enter once a day every day. That'd help uh, fund a nice little weekend getaway, I'm guessing. Again, go to the Freedom Fan Club page at freedom1570.com for details and to enter. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications Holding Corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any and all taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. Are you sick and tired of fake news and half-truths? Hi, Alex Hartman here of REMAX Results. If you are considering selling a property this fall, please listen closely. The market is hot. Inventory is low. 
That's all real and factual news. But beware, in today's world, fake news would have you believe you have to hire a big real estate team to sell your house. What they don't tell you is that they may pawn you off on a new rookie agent selling their very first home, or worse yet, a part-timer. The fact is, most people would prefer to work with a proven real estate agent who understands both the marketplace and their needs and will see their transaction through from start to finish. That is what I am, and that's what I do. When you call me, Alex Hartman, you get me and my proven track record of results. So if you like the idea of working with a like-minded Patriot listener, please give me a call for a free market analysis. Call me directly at 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today we want to go some existential on you. You know, uh, John and I were talking before the show about uh, fighting the good fights. You know, that's an interesting phrase, leaders, because uh, fighting the good fight infers a couple things. It infers you're in a fighting mood, infers that you know what the good fight is, that you have a course of action. Uh, that you're not just punching at the wind, as Paul says, you know, uh, you're not just bobbling around. You actually have a purpose. And today, that really is the question is, is what is your purpose? See, see, if we don't know why we're here, if we don't know what our outcome is, um, then, then what's the purpose? It doesn't matter. We're just, uh, we're just uh, blowing in the wind. We're just a, uh, a ship without a rudder. Uh, we're just going to and fro. And, and I really believe that in this time of pandemics, in this time of lockdown, uh, it, there's a lot of confusion. Uh, confusion about elections, uh, confusion about directions, uh, confusion about standards, confusion about what the way forward looks like, confusion about what, what the past meant. Uh, there's a lot of confusion. And I would say one of the biggest pieces of confusion out there is about ourselves. What's the expectation? What's the outcome? How do I know if I had a good day? You know, things have changed. You know, we used to go to work and we used to have certain things that we check off of a box and then we'd come home and maybe pick up the kids on the way home and then we'd maybe get dinner or maybe we'd go out to dinner and and we had routines and we had systems and we had ways and we had means. But as I talk to people out there on a regular basis, you know, things seem to be a little confusing. And so today, the radio show, it's, it's a question. Good enough. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough. Good enough for government work. You ever hear that one before? Good enough for tenure. You know, you got people teaching in universities that get tenure, that basically get locked into where they cannot be fired. They can say the rudest, crass things in the world as long as they're liberal, as long as they're progressive. Uh, they can insult people. Uh, they can look at pornography uh, in their classroom. But you know what? Uh, when you have tenure, you can't remove anybody. They're basically locked in, guaranteed a job no matter what they do, no matter what they say, no matter what they don't do. But most of us don't have that leeway. And so we got to know, why do we get up each day, do what we do, go home at night, and get up the next day, and do it again and again and again? Leaders live and examine life. We question ourselves. You know, the good book actually says that if you will judge yourself, God doesn't need to judge you. And so a lot of us judge ourselves Uh, on a harsh reality. A lot of us have a much higher standard for ourselves than we do for other people. 
But let's be honest, we live in a world where a lot of people have a much higher standard for other people than they do for themselves. And all this falls into that category of good enough. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. And how many of us, especially in this time of pandemics, how many of us, especially in this time of, of political confusion, you know, I know a lot of conservatives. I know a lot of uh, Bible uh, reading, uh, God fearing, uh, Trump supporting people who uh, who have lost uh, all hope, have lost all direction, uh, don't have any faith in America anymore, don't have any faith in our government anymore because it's run by deep state, don't have any faith in the church anymore because the church is no different than the world. And so what's a man, what's a woman to do when they're at that state of confusion? And, and what to do is go existential. It's time to go existential. And, and I love the word existential because if you look at the base of the word, it's right there in front of you. Exist. It's right there, right in front of us. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be logical. You don't have to be anything. You just have to have eyes to see because it's right there in front of you. Why do you exist? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again? Is when the flames of confusion burn, like they're burning right now, boy, it is easy to get off track. It is easy to get swayed. Man, I'm a pretty uh, uh, hard-headed guy. Not hard-hearted. Hard-headed guy. I know what I believe. I know why I believe it. But yet even me, as we sit here today, I'm sitting because I'm on the radio. I'm sitting down just so you know. (laughs) I'd much rather do it standing, but I'm sitting down. But as I sit here today, I'm telling you right now, I struggle. I struggle with why I do the radio show. I struggle with uh, what things are going to look like uh, if there is a, quote, post-pandemic. I struggle with my purpose, the impact I'm having. You know, it kind of reminds me uh, of a story I heard. An American businessman took a vacation to a small coastal Mexican village on doctor's orders. Unable to sleep after an urgent phone call from the office the first morning, he walked out to a pier to clear his head. A small boat with uh, just a single fisherman had docked, and inside the boat were several large yellowfin tuna. The American complimented the Mexican on the quality of his fish. How long did it take you to catch them, the American asked. Only a little while, the Mexican replied in surprisingly good English. Uh, Why don't you stay out longer on the water and actually catch more fish, the American then asked. The Mexican responded, I have enough to support my family and give a few to friends as he was unloading them all into a basket. But... What do you do with the rest of your time? The American asked. The Mexican looked up and smiled. I sleep late. I fish a little. I play with my children. Take a siesta with my wife, Julia. Stroll into the village each evening where I sip wine, play guitar with my amigos, and I have a full and busy life, senor. The American laughed and stood tall. Sir, I am a Harvard MBA and can help you. You should spend more time fishing, and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. And in no time, you could buy several boats with increased haul. Eventually, you would have a fleet of fishing boats. He continued, instead of selling your catch to a middleman, you would sell directly to the consumers, eventually opening your own cannery. You would control the product, the processing, the distribution, you would need to leave this small coastal fishing village, of course, and, and move to a bigger city, maybe like Mexico City, maybe then to Los Angeles, eventually New York City, where you could run your expanded enterprise with proper management. The Mexican fisherman looked at him with a little bit of puzzlement and asked, but, senor, how long will all this take? To which the American replied, maybe 15, 20, 25 years tops. But what then, senor? The American laughed and said, that's the best part. 
When the time is right, you would announce an IPO and sell your company stock to the public and become very rich. You would make millions. Millions, senor? Then what? Then you would retire, move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take a siesta with your wife, and stroll into the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and play your guitar with your amigos. See, ladies and gentlemen, we got to know why we're here. We got to know why we do what we do, because otherwise we won't know what the outcome should look like, sound like, and feel like. So today I Like It Matters Radio, we're posing the question, good enough? We'll be back in three minutes. Talking about in Mexico. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Victor Frankel. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Mike Gallagher thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour again in 2021. This tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of the country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual places on earth. More than a vacation, this is a bucket list trip. I personally want to invite you to join us. Register now, worry-free, no cancellation fees, and full refunds up until May 8th. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. All from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Oh yeah, little James Brown and I am black. So you got a black and brown and we're here to serve you today. And what we're talking about today is good enough. Are you willing to settle for good enough? G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough for tenure. Good enough that he or she doesn't walk out the door and leave a note on the wall. Good enough. You know, ladies and gentlemen, planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. None of us, none of us know how much time we have on this planet. You know, we've all been to funerals before, and um, uh, we've seen it before. Here's a dead person in a box, but they look all pretty. 
You know what I'm talking about. You know, they want to be clean looking, nice looking, because here's a dead person that's being viewed. Their body's being viewed. And so they have makeup on and they got their hair all done up. Uh, They got a suit on or a dress or, or something. They look really nice. And every time I see that, whether it's on TV or real life, I know what's going on. So please hear this. But there's a part of me that says, why? I pose the question, why? You know, I don't know about you, but if and when I die, I want to look so disgusting that nobody would think to look in that box. Gross. And and I'm not talking about because the way I died. I'm talking about because the way I lived. You know, I, I'm, I live in Texas. The radio show's uh, based out of Minneapolis. I love my Twin Cities people. It's my second home. I would love for God to give me a reason to, to live up in the Twin Cities. So hopefully that's my next home. But I, I'm here in Dallas, and I moved here, uh, I don't know, about 12, 15 years ago. And one thing I like about the traffic here in the Metroplex is there's more than one way to get everywhere. You know, it's just like in life. You know, there are some cities I travel a lot, uh, like Las Vegas, I grew up in Las Vegas, poorly planned, that if you get on the freeway at the wrong time or the wrong hour, uh, you're stuck, Uh, that there's only a certain one or two ways to get to a place, and you got to know what you're doing in order to get there. And so Dallas is different, the Metroplex, I should say, even though I tell people I live in Dallas, I actually live in Fort Worth. And so when I had first moved up here, uh, and I've told this story before, but but it's a story worth understanding. And uh, the freeway was backed up. And, man, one thing I hate is traffic. I don't like to waste time. You know, time is a rare commodity. It's the one thing we can't replace. And so uh, nowadays, uh, in order to take care of the wasting of time, I actually use my car uh, as a learning mechanism, as a a classroom. And so I listen to sermons. I listen to books on audible.com. I do a lot of things. But... Uh, I was stuck on the freeway after moving here to the Fort Worth, the Metroplex area, and could not figure out what was going on. I mean, traffic was stopped. Have you ever been on the freeway where you basically put it in park? Uh, You basically got people out of their cars, standing around their cars because uh, it's a parking lot. Yeah, it's a parking lot. It's not a freeway now. It's a parking lot. And so that's what was going on. And so I went home and and I Googled. I wanted to find out what was going on. And true story. Um, some guy is a radio personality. Ooh, just like me. Ooh, <laughs> he uh, got off. It was like about noonish time. Uh, he had phoned his wife and said, "Hey, honey, I'm coming home. Let's go have lunch." And so, as he's driving down the freeway, heading home to his lovely bride, um, I don't know if there's one car ahead of him or two cars ahead of him. There was a, a flatbed truck, a semi truck, uh, and on that flatbed of the semi truck was a forklift. Now, I don't know all the technicalities, I don't know all the details, but suffice it to say that for whatever reason, this um, forklift was not tied down properly, was not sitting on the back properly, Uh, something wasn't right. And so this flatbed truck carrying this forklift was going down the freeway, what trucks do, 75, 80 miles an hour, hit um, the overpass and catapulted that forklift. Yeah, just like a John's doing for you. And it crushed that guy. Yeah, it crushed him. They had to actually get one of those cranes. Uh, they had to shut down the freeway to remove the forklift from this guy. I mean, it was a pretty ugly thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's weird. And that really taught me something. Because I know it sounds funny, and I do not mean it to sound funny. Please, I apologize for that. But how many times have you ever heard of someone being killed by a flying forklift. You know, that was one of those things that told me that when it's time to go, it's time to go. You know, we have the beginning of our life, which we had nothing to do with, and we have the end of our life, which God has already preordained. It's already been written in stone before we ever were. God's known our first day and our last day. And what goes in between those is something called the dash, the dash of our life. For many people, that dash has very little value. But to many of us, that dash has all the value because it basically equates to who we are. And there's going to come a time, whether you're talking about the, the crocodile hunter 
you know, the crocodile hunter was one bad dude, man. I'd say a different word, but I'm on the radio, so <laughs> he's one bad dude. And, and I'm as heterosexual as you get, but even that uh, Australian accent on a guy, right? I mean, but this is a bad dude. Uh, and, man, he would wrestle crocodiles and do all kinds of stuff. And one day, while his daughter was, they were filming for Bindi, his daughter, or Bindu, whatever her name was, uh, or is, uh, and they saw a, a ray. And so the cameraman and Steve would uh, swim off and follow that ray, like millions of people do. Uh, and uh, that ray, for some reason, thought he was it was being attacked. Uh, and hit Steve Irwin in the heart, darted him in the heart with his towel over 100 times in a few seconds. The guy bled out in the water. You know, things like that tell me that when it's time to go, it's time to go. And see, here's the problem. When you live your life good enough, how do you think we die? Good enough. Missed opportunities. Missed chances. Missed moments. Maybe we could have poured in some more people. Maybe we could have touched more people's lives. But living a life of purpose, of passion, we got to know who we are. We got to know why we're here. And, you know, sometimes if you don't know why, you got to make it up. You got to create it. We got to have a reason why. We got to have a reason why we get out of bed, why we do what we do, why we go home and get up the next day, do it again and again. And we have to have something to compare it to. See, we always compare ourselves to something. If you think of words like good or great or better, then what? Don't you hear? Those are all comparison words. What are you comparing yourself to? Who are you comparing yourself to? This is where the good enough gets in. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough that I'm doing better than the guy in the cubicle next to me. Good enough that we're not hitting each other or cheating on each other. When you got to go to that statement that at least we're not doing this, at least we're not doing that, you know what you're living in? Good enough. And the problem is if you're living a life good enough, what are you missing? You know, the, the Bible says that we are all sinners, and that word sin is interesting because it's actually an a, uh, archery term. It means to miss the mark. See, we've all been given gifts and talents, resources, trauma, drama, that God's using to make us more like his son, m- using to make us into the image of who he created us to be. And so we got to realize is how we invest our time. What the frame we put in our mind. You know, I'm talking about the guy who was killed by a flying forklift. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, I just told you the way he died. I've never sought his name. I don't want to know his name. I've never sought the way he lived. I don't want to know how he lived. Because to me, it's such a powerful message. And here's the question. Are you living your life in such a way that you will be more known for how you died than how you lived? That really is the huge question today. That's the whole reason I have a lot of problem with the Black Lives Matter movement. Of course black lives matter. All lives matter. God doesn't create junk. Now some of us choose to take us a high precious commodity that we are and lower it down to junk, but that's not God's desire for us. But I know how this gentleman died by a flying forklift, but I do not know how he lived his life. That's the difference between living a life of exceptionalism, living a life to working to be everything you can be, living a life where you're under construction, working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today, than good enough. What are you comparing your life to? How do you know if you're fighting the good fight? John and I were talking and joking around a little bit about fighting the good fight. Well, what is that good fight? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? How do you know if the fight is worth fighting? How do you know if the fight that you're doing is good or bad? How do you know if it's making any impact or any difference at all? See, we got to question ourselves. This is why I do this radio show. We got to question ourselves. We got to pull back from the rat race alive and take a look at our time. How are we investing it? How are we spending it? What are we going to be known for? 
Because what we do with our time is what we are known for. And if you're living your life good enough, then I'm going to tell you right now, you're not fighting the good fight. If you're living your life good enough, you don't have a healthy comparison. You have a low bar. And the bar is low for you. It's most likely lowered for everybody else. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to challenge you. I want to question you. Are you doing better than good? You know, they said there's a saying out there, I think it was a book, that good is the enemy of great. Are you willing to be great or is good enough okay? I am Mr. Black, and today that's the question I'm posing to you. Good enough. I'll be back in three minutes. Have a point. Tongue liar, go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you you but don't delay it's important to act now while you still have options optima is a plus rated with the better business bureau optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients get your life back for tax help you need for tax help you can trust call optima now for your free consultation call 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 optima tax relief some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. It's like when I think of dying. You know how I'd like to die? No, how? I'd like to get torn apart by wild animals. Okay, terrific. I am Mr. Black, and John's pulling on the funny bone there. So uh, today, we're talking about good enough. Just like the uh, opening piece there, That, that I, I want to live my life and die like it really matters. I want to be torn apart by wild animals. That's not really how I see it ending, but that's okay to each their own. Today on Like It Matters, Ray, we're asking the question, good enough. Is good enough ever good enough? And in order for that you to answer that question, we got to begin with the end in mind. You know, we talk all the time about neurolinguistic programming. That's my background. It's a God's instruction manual for the human condition. 
and sometimes it's hard to, to see what things look like when they're all going to be completed. And so sometimes you've got to change location. You know, the best reason to buy and sell real estate, you know what they say it is? Location, location, location. Well, the same thing happens with living our life, having a standard for our life, having a, a, a high bar, if you will, for our life. And the way you do that is you got to change your location. You can't just be in the now as a 20-year-old kid, a 30-year-old person, a 45-year-old. Remember, because we're going to live forever. You know, planes crash and people die, but we don't ever think it's going to happen to us. We're not, we're not good with uh, morbidity. You know, we just don't deal with it well. And that's why at a funeral, uh, at a wedding, those are times where people come together and then we start reflecting because those are big monumental moments in our life. And, you know, we could use this time of pandemics, this time of this, the dark future that's coming with America. Joe Biden promised us that we would have a long, dark winter. Uh, and you guys all voted for him so that he could give us a long, dark winter. So uh, buckle up, put your coat on, put your helmet light on because it's going to be a long, dark winter. But while we're in this long, dark winter that Biden and Kamala Harris are going to drudge us through, we've got to be accountable to ourselves. And you got to consider if today was your last day on this planet, did it matter one bit that you were given the gift of life? That's why I love what I do. I get people in my training, and I have them take a hard look at themselves. I have them take a look at themselves in a way that most people don't. I, I stop having them compare themselves to other people. Too many of us compare ourselves to other people. Well, I'm not doing bad as that, bad as that guy over there. Or I'm doing better than John. Or John has more money than me. Or Lisa has a better marriage than me. Quit comparing yourself to other people. Because you don't know what's in their past. You don't know what they've been through. I remember uh, hearing a story one time from a pastor friend of mine. And he said that this, this one young kid... Followed him around wherever he went. You know, he was a pretty famous pastor, and, man, people sought after him. There were long lines to pray with him. And, man, wherever he went, there were people wanting to talk to him. And, and, and this young man wanted this guy's fame. This guy, young man wanted this guy's pull, this guy's power, that people were just uh, reflected to him or uh, drawn to him. And so that, that young man would ask that pastor over and over and over, hey, would you pray that I could have the, a ministry like you have? Would you pray that I could have a ministry like you, man? I really want to serve God and have the impact that you have. And so one day after this young kid uh, bothering him over and over and over and asking him to pray for him that he would have a duplicate ministry, uh, he pulled him up front. And he started praying for him out loud with the congregation. He said, God, I hope that this young man knows what it's like to be alone. He goes, I hope that this young man has to go through church breakups, of people who said they loved him and believed him and now wanting to get him fired. I pray, and as this guy's going on, the, the, the kid's face was like, uh, what, what, what? That's, that's not the prayer I wanted. That's, I, I... But that guy had to go through all that stuff to get to where he is today. You know, there's a lot of people that want uh, Mr. Black to want, like me, I want to be a master trainer. They want to play trainer with everybody. They want to get on the radio. I want to be on the radio. They want to write six or seven books. Uh, they want to uh, help impact people. Oh, my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know what I had to go through to get where I am today. And I can be honest with you, if I had to start all over from scratch right now today, I couldn't duplicate it. I don't have the heart. Uh, I don't have the stamina. Uh, I don't have the will. I'm just going to be honest with you. Not going to do it. Uh, wouldn't be prudent it, at this juncture. Wouldn't be prudent at all because I'm a different man. I'm a lot older. I'm 55 years. I've been doing this for 30 years now. But one thing I want you to realize is I'm not comparing myself to a 25-year-old Mr. Black. You know who I'm comparing myself to? The man that God created me to be. And you look at whether he's talking about any of the great leaders in the Bible, Moses. Moses spent two-thirds of his years, two-thirds of his years on the backside of a Midian mountain and in a lonely desert with a lot of hard-hearted, bickering people. Two-thirds of his life was spent uh, in basic discipline. Two-thirds of his life was spent in some hardship. Two-thirds of his life was spent in being on the run and not being in good standing and you could say with God or with man. 
And so one of my favorite people is Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar's not with us anymore. He's with the Lord. But Zig Ziglar would do all kinds of sales training and do all kinds of great stuff. I love Zig. He was uh, uh, the stinking thinking kind of guy. And he would have all these little quips, all these cool little one or two word sayings. He used to love Zig Ziglar. And I remember one time... I went to a sales training with Zig Ziglar. Now, if you know Zig, uh, he was, uh, I think he was a pastor at some level. Uh, he, he loved the Lord, but he also worked in the secular world. And so he would do sales training, and, and basically all his stuff, he would talk in code. You'd never hear a lot about Jesus, a lot about the Bible per se. You'd hear it without him referencing it. But what he would always do, and I remember I've seen him a couple times when he'd do this, he'd say, okay, at uh, the very end of his presentation, go, okay, we're done here. Uh, we're going to bring this thing to a close. Uh, those of you that paid me, you got what you paid for. And then he'd look at his watch and say, now, this thing's over. But in 15 minutes, I'm going to come back on the stage. And those of you that want to hear, I'm going to tell you the real secret to my success. But you got what you paid for. So see you later. Have a great life. But for those of you that want to know the real secret to my success, Come back in 15 minutes, and it's bonus. You've already got what you paid for. He would make point to clarify that they had gotten what they paid for. And you know what he did when he came 15 minutes later? He would share his faith. He would share the gospel of Jesus Christ. He would share how he found God and how he thought he was living his life good enough before that. He realized that he wasn't even close and so I've collected a lot of stuff on Zig over the years, but uh, I found this piece from Zig I used to share years ago called Doing Better Than Good. And it said, this was what he wrote at the top. He said, people uh, frequently ask me, how can I know when I'm doing better than good? Because remember, we're talking about good enough, G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F, good enough to get by, good enough for government work, good enough that you're not fired, good enough that you're not passed over promotion. A lot of people just want good enough. And then Zig said he thought about the question and came up with 15 ways to measure yourself, to take a look and see uh, how well you're doing. So I'm going to share this with you. I think it's valuable. So number one, he said, you're doing better than good when you clearly understand that failure is an event, not a person. That yesterday ended last night and today is your brand new day. In other words, each day is a brand new opportunity. We cannot change the past. I wish I could. I would. But each of us has this place called the now moment that we can change anything we want. Because in this moment, if we do something different, this moment's different than the last moment. In the next moment, if we do something different, then the next moment's different than this moment. We call that change. It, you're, not, uh, you're not convicted by what you did in the past. Yeah, it's part of your record. I deal with people all the time, and I'm working uh, Pathway to Hope. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be working with them. And it's all about getting people, as they're getting out of prison, Changing their mental state, because a lot of people get out of prison physically, but mentally, they've been in a prison a lot longer than, than they were in a physical prison. That's what got them into the physical prison, was being in the mental prison. And so that's what we got to realize we're under construction. Uh, we never have to be done. Look at Manasseh. Look at Rahab. Look at Saul. There's a Bible full of people who started well and ended poorly, and full of people who started poorly but ended well. Which one are you going to be? Number two, he said you're doing better than good when you have made friends with your past, are focused on the present, and optimistic about the future. In other words, when you learn this concept called time, you can't live in the past. You can think about the past. You can't live in the future. There's no guarantee it's going to exist. The one place that we have is the now moment. And in the now moment, we learn from the past, but we focus on the future. But the only place you can really make commitment is in the now. The only place you can really experience passion is the now. Number three, you're doing better than good when you know that success, a win, doesn't make you, and a failure, a loss, doesn't break you. Those are momentary things. And throughout our life, we have good moments and we have bad moments. But when we're standing before God at the end of our life, remember it says it's appointed a man to die one time and then be judged. He's not going to hold us to account for the little things and the little success or failure. It's going to be the bigger overall picture. How well you doing? Did you learn from the past? Did you learn from the mistakes and do better in the future? Number four, you're doing better than good when you're filled with faith, hope, and love. 
and live without anger, greed, guilt, envy, or thoughts of revenge. Remember, uh, we have over thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And those thoughts can make us sick or they can make us healthy. Those thoughts can make us hate life or make us enjoy life. Those thoughts can make us focus on ourselves, or those thoughts can make us focus on other people. This is when you know, are you settling for good enough? Does, doesn't your family deserve better than good enough? Doesn't your company who's giving you a job deserve better than good enough? In America, so dark, so lost, so apart from God, so into Biden and away from God, doesn't this country need we Americans living our lives better than good enough? And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm posing the question, good enough? We'll be back in three minutes. Well, when I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. Cool. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. The institutions use the markets to create income and get better returns for their investors. They are consistent year after year using tools that most people know nothing about. Learn the skills to invest and trade with the institutions at a free investing class in our local Twin City Center or virtually at 952-814-4410. Discover the tools the institutions use daily at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black and you are back. And today we're posing the question, good enough. Is good enough ever good enough? If you are a child of God... If your outcome is to truly live your life like it matters, then I'm going to tell you right now, it is never okay to accept good enough. Because good enough is usually happens when you compare yourself to a, a lower being, a lesser being, someone at a lower end. We're never to compare ourselves to anybody else but our potential. 
That's what I love about what I do in Leadership Awakening. We get people to to figure out a new definition of 100%, to quit accepting good enough, to quit comparing themselves to other people, but to compare themselves to the potential they have. Go to likeitmatters.net and check it out. And by the way, if you're on Facebook, like us on Facebook. Uh, you can go It's just go to facebook.com slash L-I-M radio. L-I-M radio. Like us. We need you. We're working to go to syndication. We need more people hearing the show, spreading the word, so that we can be helping more people live their lives like it matters. I started this list of 15 things that uh, Zig Ziglar said, how can I know when I'm doing better than good enough? Uh, and uh, this list of 15, I thought it was apropos. Number five, you're doing better than good when you mature enough to delay gratification and shift your focus from your rights to your responsibilities. Boy, America could use this one right now, right? We're so wrapped up uh, in our rights, but no one cares about any responsibilities at all. We're so busy hating the people who disagree with us, so busy keeping revenge and all that. So Zig Ziglar's right on. You're doing better than good when you're mature enough to delay gratification. By the way, that's the essence of emotional intelligence. Delayed gratification. Are you able to put off something today so that you can have a better tomorrow? Number six, you're doing better than good when you, when you know that failure to stand for what is morally right is the prelude to being the victim of what is criminally wrong. Again, boy, how America resembles these. You know, Zig Ziglar died a while ago. I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, boy, but talk about prescient, right? He was right on the nose. You're doing better than good when you're mature. Uh, sorry, when you know that failure to stand for what is morally right is the prelude to being the victim of what is criminally wrong. And that's where I struggle with right now. There's a lot of uh, uh, criminally wrong things going on that as a Christian, we're just supposed to shut up and just go along with it. And to be honest with you, I'm struggling with that. Number seven, you're doing better than good when you are secure in who you are. So you are at peace with God and in fellowship with man. That is what I strive for, to be secure in who God made me. That's what you got to realize, not what the world says you are, but who did God make you as? So you're at peace with God and in fellowship with man. Number eight, you are doing better than good when you've made friends of your adversaries and have gained the love and respect of those who know you the best. Again, this is a high bar. If you're looking for easy, go to Staples. If you're looking for easy, go to a bar on Friday night at 2 o'clock in the morning. You'll find easy. But easy ain't going to get you beyond good enough. That's what easy is. Easy's good enough. And if you look at all the temptations of the devil to Christ, when you look at Matthew 4 or Luke 4, all three temptations were all about easy. Beware of easy because easy is only good enough. If you want more than good enough, you got to go for the go button, not the easy button. Number nine, you are doing better than good when you understand that others can give you pleasure, but genuine happiness comes when you do things for others. Givers gain and takers lose. Even the Bible says it's far better to receive, uh, I mean to give, than to receive. Number 10, you are doing better than good when you are pleasant to the grouch, courteous to the rude, and generous to the needy. Boy, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. In other words, he said, whatever I do, you do. This is Christ. This is Christ. When you're pleasant to the grouch, courteous to the rude, and generous to the needy. There's my bar. Boy, and I fall short of that bar. I sin on a regular basis. But I pick myself up, dust myself off, and hit it again. And I'm going to add one here, even though it's not in the list. You're doing better than good. When you learn how to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit again. You're doing better than good when you learn what Proverbs 24, 16 means when it says, A righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. Number 11, you're doing better than good when you love the unlovable, give hope to the hopeless, friendship to the friendless, and encouragement to the discouraged. This is my mission in life. You realize how many people feel like they don't matter? You realize how many people feel like they're not enough? You realize how many people never fit in? I'm one of those people. The reason I get to do what I get to do is because I have a lot of pain. Now, the difference is I've worked to process my pain so I can help other people in their pain. And some of us need to look ourselves in the mirror and ask the question, if all my pain was so that I could help thousands of others in pain, Was it worth it? And when you can answer that question, yes, clearly, then you're ready to be used by God in a big way. 
Number 12, you're doing better than good when you look back in forgiveness, forward in hope, down in compassion, and up with gratitude. Love the prepositions there. Uh, love them. You put you all around it. You're doing better than good when you can look back in forgiveness, forward in hope, down in compassion, and up with gratitude. Great words. Number 13, you're doing better than good when you know that he who would be the greatest among you must become the servant of all. Quit putting yourself at the front of the line. Rule number one about being a leader is it's not about you, leader. Get off yourself. Get off yourself. Service. Servant leadership is without a doubt the greatest form of leadership there is. Number 14, you are doing better than good when you recognize, confess, develop, and use your God-given physical, mental, and spiritual abilities to the glory of God and for the benefit of mankind. That's why we do this radio show. And by the way, we need your help. Go to likeitmatters.net. We're, uh, we need to pick up at the end of the year. We've got an $8,000 deficit that we need to fill in the gap for our friends in Salem. So uh, we need your money. We need your help so we can continue to uh, do what this one says. You're doing better than good when you recognize, confess, develop, and use your God-given physical, mental, spiritual abilities to the glory of God for the benefit of mankind. And number 15 on Zig Ziglar's list, doing better than good, he says you are doing better than good when you stand in front of the creator of the universe. And he says to you, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Remember I told you, you've got to compare yourself to something. And what I would suggest doing is go to the very end of your life because it looks different at the end. And ask yourself, if I was to take my last breath on this planet, did it matter one bit that I was given the gift of life? So I love the quote by Guy Kawasaki. He said, to the luckiest of people, a time comes when they join a cause that forever changes their lives and the lives of others. Losing yourself in a cause is delicious, intoxicating. The best word to describe the sensation is crusade. The first thing you need to know about a crusade is this. Never underestimate its power. It can transform ordinary people, products, and companies into devastating flamethrowers. You have to have a passionate desire to make a difference and fearlessly believe in your cause. See, ladies and gentlemen, you're here for purpose. No man is an island or rock unto himself. We've got to have success defined. And success is defined by realizing what we're capable of. That's why I love the quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. You know, success to love, laugh often, love much. To win the respect of intelligent persons and the affection of children. To earn the ap- appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends. To appreciate beauty. To find the best in others. To leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or redeemed social condition. To have played and laughed with enthusiasm and sung with exaltation. To know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to truly have succeeded. And ladies and gentlemen, you never know the impact you could have. You may think you're completely insignificant in this world, but someone drinks coffee from the favorite cup that you gave them. Someone heard a song on the radio that reminded them of you. Someone read the book that you recommended and plunged headfirst into it. Someone smiled after a hard day at work because they remembered a joke that you told them. Someone loves themselves a little bit more because you gave them a compliment. We've got to realize the power of who we are. Never think that we have no influence. We impact people all the time. People are always watching us. They're looking at us and say, hey, that's who I want to be like or that's I never want to be like. Your touch, your word, your actions, which you leave behind, could never, ever be replaced. So ladies and gentlemen, this time of pandemic and slowdowns and lockups and lockdowns, now's the time to refocus. Now's the time to challenge yourself. Are you willing to accept good enough? Are there people in your life, people that you share your home with, people that you talk to every day on Zoom or at work? Are there people who need an example, who need someone who sets the standard like you do, that you're not willing to accept good enough? You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. Have a point.
This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. If you're a parent or a grandparent of school-aged children, I am sure you've been tracking with the fact that, one, school-aged children are safe if they return to school, and two, President Biden was elected with a promise to get our kids back into school. The Associated Press came out with a story this week that amounts to little more than fake news. The headline was simple. Quote, union approves deal with Chicago schools to return to class, close quote. That sounds great, but it's five paragraphs in when we learn, and I quote, no plans have been set for high school students who will continue with online learning. The headline ought to have been, union approves deal with Chicago schools not to return to class. The teacher unions are operating with a concern for their pensions and with an effort to keep their members at home. Our young ones are paying the price. Reopen the schools and reopen them now. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Ringing liberty.